Welcome to Family Law Talk, presented by Kirk Stangy of Stangy Law Firm, PC. Stangy Law Firm is a family law firm in the St. Louis metro area with offices in Missouri and Illinois. Now, here's your host, Kirk Stangy. Welcome to Family Law Talk. My name is Kirk Stangy, and I am one of the managing partners of Stangy Law Firm, which is a family law firm with multiple offices in the St. Louis metro area. We are located in Missouri, and we're located in Illinois. Well, welcome today to Family Law Talk with Stangy Law Firm. We have an interesting topic today. Uh, the title of the topic is, Is There a Timeout Button in a Divorce? Uh, this is based on an article on uh, FamilyHeadquarters.com, and, and below the episode today you can uh, see and find a link to that article so you can read the article itself. Today is a follow-up uh, to uh, today's episode. Uh, we'll talk about that in just, uh, in just a bit. We'll get into the topic in more detail. Uh, but I'll state, as I always do, that the choice of a lawyer is an important decision that should not be based solely upon advertisements and that the information you obtain today in the episode is general in nature and it may not apply to specific factual or legal circumstance. Therefore, you should definitely consult and hire an attorney who's competent and licensed to practice law in your specific jurisdiction. All right, so on to the topic. Again, the topic is, is there a timeout button in a divorce? And again, this is based on an article on FamilyLawHeadquarters.com. The date of the article is July 10th, 2014. So as a follow-up today, you can read the article itself. I think it's a really interesting article, and it's based on uh, a situation or situations we, we find ourselves in as attorneys at the firm quite a bit, which is you know, uh, clients oftentimes file for divorce uh, in, in tough times, uh, you know, animosity might be high, tensions might be high. In some cases, there can be anger, there can be fear. I mean, you name it, but in, in certain circumstances, parties feel like a divorce uh, is inevitable. It just needs to happen for whatever reason. And so oftentimes, you know, we'll have folks call in uh, to our firm. Uh, they'll want to make a quick appointment, uh, and they'll come in and they'll want to file that divorce quickly. And, of course, you know, as attorneys, if a client comes in and they indicate, look, we need to get the divorce filed, well, I want to file it right away, I want to move forward on it, I mean, as attorneys, we're going to do that for clients. So a client comes in, they file the case, they get that thing filed, and then what happens in a lot of situations is uh, people start to get cold feet at a certain point. And again, it doesn't happen all the time, and this isn't certainly not a majority of our cases, uh, but it's a significant chunk of cases we see at our firm, which is they file the case, you know, it's a rush to get it filed, and then they start to have second thoughts or cold feet. And what clients oftentimes then want to intimate to us, and I assume this is, is something that happens at lots of other law firms as well, is is this idea of a timeout. What a lot of clients will uh, request is, look, I don't want my attorney to do anything. I don't want them to do any work on the case. Uh, I'm trying to uh, work out the marriage with uh, my spouse. Sometimes uh you know as an outsider uh uh in looking at some of these cases you think the reconciliation efforts look somewhat promising like the parties are going to counseling uh maybe they're meeting and you know maybe they're having dinner with one another they're socializing with one another to kind of uh, try to reform that relationship and so some of these situations look somewhat promising uh candidly some of the situations aren't nearly as promising and, and uh at least it looks like from looking on the outside that maybe one spouse or the other really really wants to reconcile uh the other one is maybe remotely considering it but not real anxious and so 
you know, maybe they're not going to counseling. Maybe they're putting uh, conditions on counseling. And, uh, and of course, you know, versus spending social time with the other spouse, maybe they're totally against it and they don't want to do it. Um, and, uh, and we just see quite a bit of that. And uh, in these cases, you know, clients, you know, their viewpoint, which I think, which makes a lot of sense, which is, you know, they want to save their marriage. And if there's a way to do it, uh, you know, by gosh, they want to make that happen. And so what they're looking for their attorney to do then is really do no work on the case. So, look, we're going to go on a timeout. We're going to try to work this marriage out in some capacity or form. Uh, don't do anything. So don't set court dates. Uh, if there's pleadings that need to be filed or answers that need to be filed, don't file those. You know, if the other attorney calls, you know, don't call them back. Uh, if discovery's been served in the case, lots of cases, you know, you have document requests, interrogatories that have to be answered, you know, don't answer all those. Uh, in essence, we're on a timeout. We're trying to work out the marriage and, and don't do anything. And, of course, as an attorney, it's a big, it's a big dilemma because as an attorney uh, with a case being filed, uh, there's responsibilities. Uh, so attorney has a responsibility to the court as an officer of the court. So if there's court dates uh, that have been set, it could just be a status conference or a pretrial conference or a settlement conference or whatnot. I mean, the attorney still has to go to that court date, even if the party themselves thinks they're on a timeout. I mean, they've got a responsibility as an attorney uh, to not bail on a court date and come. Uh, they also have a responsibility to opposing counsel. So if opposing counsel calls, uh, an attorney really has to call that attorney back. Uh, you can't just ignore uh, opposing counsel. You've got to be fair to opposing counsel. I mean, there's ethical requirements on that. Uh, additionally, uh, the big dilemma is there's, there's you know, not hard and fast time limitations on cases, uh, but judges generally speaking, want to move their docket. Uh, there's not enough judges to deal with uh, the heavy influx of divorce cases, uh, paternity cases, and other family law cases in, in a lot of counties. And so you have a backlog uh, of cases as it is. And so judges are, are generally speaking, just not uh, real happy about a case not progressing, not moving forward. And, and, uh, uh, and so what some judges will do is you get close uh, to that year mark, and sometimes, I mean, some judges, you get six six months into case. I mean, again, this is different, different states, different jurisdictions in front of different judges, so no absolute rule. Uh, I just know based on the experience of my firm that at a certain point, that number can, can fluctuate, uh, but at some point, uh, most judges are just going to set the case for trial uh, and indicate this case has been pending long enough uh, we need to have this case set for trial. And then, of course, the dilemma for the clients are uh, if no work has been done on the case uh, to get the case ready for the trial, see, this can have a long-term uh, ramification uh, on on a client. So, I mean, let's say there's an appraisal that needs to be done on a house in order to determine how to divide property and debt. Well, uh, if no appraisal was done, uh, that could theoretically be a problem. Now, appraisals can be turned around uh, fairly quickly, but take take more complex stuff. Let's say there's a business. Let's say the parties own a business interest, and that business uh, uh, is an issue in the case because the court's going to have to divide it or allocate it to somebody. Well, if you don't know what that business is worth, uh, that can be a problem uh, if you have an upcoming trial date thing set because a business evaluation can take a substantial period of time uh, to be done. 
uh, let's say there's statements out there that need to be had, uh, bank statements, 401K statements, uh, credit card statements, uh, various different things, and those things aren't readily accessible. Well, if you've been set for trial, now you've got minimal time to get that stuff together. Uh, take a child custody case. Uh, in some cases, a guardian ad litem has to be appointed by the court if abuse or neglect has been alleged, and they need to do an investigation. In some cases, uh, things like police records, medical records, school records uh, can come into play and be an important uh, determiner in terms of how a child custody case can term out, turn, turn out. But uh, if no work has been done on the case, uh, that's a problem. Uh, for the attorneys going to be trying that case now they don't have the evidence that they need and you see you know to the listeners out there see attorneys have a duty to be diligent and competent in terms of their representation and simply having a case pending while doing nothing to work the case up to put the client uh, in the best possible uh, position is a quandary to them but apart from the attorney because obviously you know the folks out there i mean you're probably concerned about if it, you're going through a divorce family case you're concerned about yourself in your family in terms of how uh, the result of the case is going to affect you and your family. Um, but the reality is if your attorney's not doing anything to prepare the case or work the case up, then uh, this can ultimately jeopardize uh, the outcome you receive in the case because if you're not prepared, uh, that can be a problem. And unfortunately, we see this in a lot of cases. Again, take the scenario where uh, one party really wants to reconcile. They really want to stay married, but the other spouse, not so much. I mean, maybe they're considering it, um, but they're really not truly serious about reconciling. Well, uh, the worry and the fear, and what we see happen in some cases, is that attorney who's very, very lukewarm about reconciling, I mean, they're telling their attorney to keep working the case up, keep preparing it. Okay, there's a remote chance I would consider reconciling but really not so much, so keep preparing the case, right? Meanwhile, the other uh, side, you know, they really want to reconcile. They'd love to stay married, uh, and they don't want this divorce to go through at all. Well, they're telling their attorney not to do anything. Well, what if that attorney does nothing? Well, now you're in a situation where you have one side of the case, uh, to use a metaphor, uh, amassing troops at the border. I mean, they're building up. They're moving up the tanks, the airplanes, the soldiers. And the other side is just sitting there completely de defenseless, is in a sitting duck. Well, that's not a good situation for that party. And while uh, they really want to reconcile, they don't want the divorce in the first place, uh, uh, the problem is you've got the other side preparing the case, amassing the troops at the border, and that can uh, can just be a very, very bad scenario for that client uh, if that case ends up getting heard at a trial date and their attorney's not prepared because they told their attorney not to do it. So, you know, all of that said, listen, saving saving a marriage is a great thing. Uh, getting divorced, not a good thing if you can prevent it. Uh, obviously, you know, we believe as a firm if you can save your marriage, you should. And uh, the worry on the flip end, I will say, is when we when we tell clients, or I think any attorney in a situation tells the client that, listen, I understand you want to save your marriage, but gosh, the clock is still ticking on this case, and we've got to do something to get it prepared. A lot of clients wrongfully interpret that to mean, oh, you don't want me to save my marriage because you know, you want, just want this case to go forward. Obviously, you make more money if you're doing work on this case, and so you want it to move forward. You don't want us to reconcile it. And I think you know, the truth is, for the listeners out there, if you have a good attorney, you have an honest attorney, uh, an attorney who's looking out for your best interest, that is not going to be the case. Uh, obviously, you know, attorneys have lives, and a lot of attorneys are married themselves, and they understand saving a marriage 
the dilemma is there is just not this timeout button you can push in the case. The judge could set that case at any time. An attorney can't just not respond to phone calls, not respond to court dates, not file the necessary pleadings uh, to ensure your interests are protected in the case. That's the problem. So then you get into the dilemma of, well, uh, you know, what do you do if a divorce has been filed and you, and you truly want to reconcile? Well, uh, again, this is where it's it's fact by fact. Uh, it depends uh, certainly on where your case is pending and all the unique particulars of your case. But in a general sense, if if jurisdiction isn't an issue, so we're not fighting over whether the divorce is in Missouri or whether it's in Illinois, or you know, if there's not this fight over something like that. If 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 neither party's depleting assets, liquidating assets, if there's not a concern, for example, that somebody's going to take the kids and flee with them. Uh, so nothing really pressing like that, then in most cases, you know, the thing to do is, uh, is this, which is if you have an attorney, talk to your attorney about it. Obviously, again, this is general advice, not specific advice, but uh, if a case isn't pending, in other words, if the case is dismissed without prejudice, then you've got all the time in the world to try to work on reconciling your marriage. And then you don't have court dates coming up which I think can be counter to reconciliation because nothing like a court date to get emotions stirred up again. Um, so the reality is if the parties both truly want to settle, then what makes sense is to have the parties uh, both dismiss their cases uh, without prejudice and then really work on trying to reconcile the case, you know, reconcile the marriage, put the marriage back together. That's a good thing. Uh, the thing you would be out, theoretically, is the filing fee. So obviously somebody filed for divorce, there's a filing fee and a service fee to get that case going. So obviously if you file it, you dismiss it, you're out that filing fee. But if you're, if you're truly serious about uh, saving the marriage, that is it, that is the move that stops that time clock. Uh, there's not a timeout button while that divorce is pending. But if you dismiss the case, there is no case. And now you've got the time. Uh, now you've got the time to try to do that. And, of course, you know the folks out there, obviously filing for divorce is a serious thing has significant ramifications. Obviously, people get upset with their spouse. Uh, people in marriages uh, bicker, have disagreements. Sometimes it's a lot greater than just bickering and disagreements. Sometimes it's really fundamental issues uh, to the marriage itself. But the truth is, I mean, be certain before you file for divorce. I mean, make certain that that's something you truly, truly want to do. Um, and that's just key and critical. You know, filing for divorce, um, Filing for divorce in a, in, in a situation where you're emotional and you're upset, um, you know, generally not a good thing because, again, you don't want to be in a spot where you file it and then you're asking for that timeout that really isn't there. And so sometimes once you get that thing going, you file it. It's hard to slow those wheels down. And then, you know, if you file that divorce in anger, you file the divorce maybe to get the attention of the other spouse, sometimes you can't slow it down. And uh, that case just moves forward toward divorce because, you know, like I said, it, it uh, court dates and and whatnot. It's hard to just stop a case. So that's the episode today. I think it's a really interesting topic. Uh, again, as a follow up to the episode today, go to familylawheadquarters.com. Look at the article of uh, July 10, 2014, titled "There Is No Timeout Button in a Divorce Case." Well, thanks for the listeners today for tuning in with Family Law Talk with Stangy Law Firm. We'll see you next time on our next exciting episode. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to Family Law Talk with Kirk Stangy. 
Visit StangyLawFirm.com for more about today's topic or to put Stangy Law Firm to work for your family today.